Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala, and today's episode of Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in this episode. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. As I mentioned, you're listening to another episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. I am your Tuesday, Thursday host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. And a little bit of an order of business. Gabe Ibrahim, our good man, Gabe, um, is moving on. And so Amy Audibert has a new co-host for our Monday show, and that is Krina. You, if you heard me on our WNBA, you know, opening week extravaganza, our live stream, Krina was one of the guests. Uh, particularly, she's been knobbing around the New York Liberty beat. So if you're not a New York Liberty fan. Three out of the four hosts are essentially, uh, well, two of us are New York-based or New York tri-state area-based, and uh, Karina's on the beat. So, But as you know, here on Tuesday, Thursday, I, I do my best to get around the league, and we are not going to talk about the New York Liberty at all today. But thank you, Gabe. Welcome, Karina. And let's get into what you are going to hear on this show. So I told you, you're going to get the Ultra Player of the Week. You're also going to get WNBA Eastern Conference and Western Conference Players of the Week. We're going to go over that. That was announced yesterday. What was also officially announced yesterday, WNBA All-Star Weekend. And there are a few changes that have been formally announced. We're going to go over all of that. And you might hear I've got a little rasp in my voice. I spent a lot of time talking about, ooh, I don't know if we can call it wobble tea, but let's call it WNBA tea. The tea was piping hot yesterday. Okay, I kind of lied. We're going to kind of sort of talk about the New York Liberty because the tea was piping hot. Um, And we're going to talk about that. And I want to end the show with a conversation about Vicki Johnson. She made some comments about Alicia Gray and her minutes and that relating to USA Basketball 3-on-3 in particular. And I've seen a lot of criticism of it, but I want to give just another perspective. So we'll end the show with that. So it is packed full of goodness in case you haven't noticed. So you're definitely going to want to stick around for the whole Locked on Women's Basketball show. I'm also going to be announcing something at the end of this week um, because I've got a new Locked on show coming. And I hope for some of you that you will follow me on that journey as well. So I'll get into that a little bit more on Thursday. So I'm going to tease that and tee it up for Thursday But uh, let's get into today's show because we have plenty to talk about. All right. I mentioned that we have Eastern Conference and Western Conference Player of the Week. Last week, it was Stewie. um, And hey, it's Stewie again. Brianna Stewart named 
Western Conference Player of the Week. Last week, she posted 18.3 points per game, 10.3 rebounds per game, and 4.3 assists per game. She's at that point three. She's liking it. Uh, as the Seattle Storm, of course, went 3-0 and in that week. And Tina Charles, another Eastern Conference Player of the Week for Tina Charles. I got to look to see how many this is on the career. Don't even get me started on the 2016 campaign, where essentially she won Player of the Week and Player of the Month every week, every month, and still did not win MVP. But I'm not bitter. It's fine. Totally fine. Charles went 20 for 21.3 points per game and 8.3 rebounds per game and was Eastern Conference Player of the Week. She also got a shout-out from Lisa Leslie as she climbed up, climbed up excuse me, the all-time rebounds leaderboard, passing uh, Lisa Leslie. So congratulations to Tina Charles. Congratulations to Brianna Stewart. Now let's get into the standings a little bit. You know, I like to give you the standings. And uh, we have the Seattle Storm sitting at the top of the table, 10 and 2. They were able to handle the Connecticut Storm, or excuse me, the Connecticut Storm? No, that's incorrect. The Connecticut Sun, <laughs> the storm and the sun came together, and it was the rain that prevailed over the sun. Um, and uh, this is, of course, without John Quill Jones, but uh, that leaves Connecticut now in the second spot. Eight and three, but both of these teams are still at the top of the table when it comes to Commissioner's Cup games. So we might get to see these teams face off August 12th in Phoenix. So just keep that in mind. Moving through the standings, the rest of the top eight, if the season ended today, Las Vegas Aces at eight and three in the third spot. New York climbs a little bit with a win over Phoenix. Which again, we're going to talk about Phoenix, New York, but they are six and four on the season. They are without Natasha Howard. They are without uh, Sabrina Ionescu, who is dealing with uh, an ankle uh, strain of of sorts. And we kind of knew there was some indication that she wasn't completely healthy. That got a little bit bent out of uh, proportion in the media, but. Sabs is taking some time away. Atlanta at five, and they are five and six on the season. Dallas at five and six on the season. Phoenix at five and six on the season. And Minnesota inching their way up. They're at four and five. Minnesota cut Lasia Clarendon. Then they re-signed him. And they are now with the team. Unfortunately, the Minnesota Lynx are dealing with some injuries. The injury bug has hit pretty hard as they have Ariel Powers out. will have to have surgery, thumb surgery. And they are also without Canadian Natalie Achanwa. So lots of um, <laughs> perseverance happening over in Minnesota. But if the season ended today, Minnesota, who started off pretty rough, they would make the playoffs they'd have to have that play-in game but they would make it um and you know they'd go up against as of right now phoenix that would be a battle royale oh baby but uh right behind phoenix so out on the outside looking in los angeles sparks there were some sparks and spice as minnesota took on la surprise surprise right We'll get into that a little bit. Washington at that 10 spot. Chicago Sky, 4-7 on the season. They are on a two-game win streak, but they got a lot of work to do. 
Candace Parker coming back into the lineup, and then the Indiana Fever are 1-11 and on the season. Not looking good for them. Not looking good for them. I honestly thought Indiana was going to get a few more wins, a few more Ws, but uh, we'll have to break down. I really want to get into Indiana. I know I said I had a little bit of bias where, for one reason or another, I just um, am not concentrated on Indiana as much, but I do want to get and break that down because I actually previewed the Indiana team. I didn't think they'd be great. I think they'd make strides to the type of team they want to be, but honestly, I'm not even sure I'm seeing that right now. So I'm going to have to reevaluate and reassess. So we'll get into that. I think I want to maybe focus on those teams that are really clawing their way as we get to the break and see if they can make some moves before we go to the Olympic break. But uh, okay, so we gave you the standings. We gave you the player of the week. We have a lot more coming up on this episode of Locked on Women's Basketball, including that next I'm going to give you what we know about the WNBA All-Star Weekend, which coincides with a little bit of an USA Basketball exhibition that's happening. So I'm going to keep you posted on all of that. We're going to go over that. And as I mentioned, we're going to get into the spice. So if you liked Wubble Tea, from last season, this next segment is for you. We're going to close out the show talking about Vicki Johnson and some comments that she made. Relates a little bit to USA Basketball. Relates a little bit to the WNBA. And is also kind of spicy. Little piping hot tea as well. So all of that is coming up on Lockdown Women's Basketball. Speaking of tea, I should probably get some for my voice. Okay, I mentioned... That we had the players of the week, Brianna Stewart and Tina Charles. Um, but when we talk about recent performance, you know, you want to talk about things that bring joy, that bring happiness, that bring enjoyment. And remembering that it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And just like Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. And you know what? I... I'm going to give you two other players of the week, and some of them include some spiciness that we'll talk about coming up. But, man, Asia Wilson with a massive block on Izzy Harrison. Oh, can we clap it up? We got to give love to Asia Wilson. You are enjoying stuffing your opponent. That's what basketball is all about. And on the other side of the ball, we're going to give some love to Skylar Diggins Smith of the Phoenix Mercury, who with a just simple hesitation, stutter step, able to get around one of college's best defenders, Dee Dee Richards, also created a little bit of spice. So I don't know if those teams are necessarily enjoying and are happy about the results of the spiciness that is happening on social media, but I sure am. So Congratulations, Skylar Diggins-Smith and Asia Wilson. You are the officially unofficial <laughs> Locked on Women's Basketball Michelob Ultra Players of the Week. Remember, it you want joy to create your success. And enjoyment isn't the end game. It is the whole game. So as you are trying to spice up your life, as you are trying to enjoy all that is 2021 as we start to get outside and see folks again. Pick up a Michelob Ultra. As promised, folks, 
we are going to get into the WNBA All-Star Weekend. Now, a few weeks ago, you may remember, I talked about All-Star Weekend. I had been hearing murmurs for a while that there were going to there was going to be an All-Star Weekend. If you follow Women's Basketball Weekly on Clubhouse with Christina Williams and Girls Talk Sports TV and B. Terrell, then you probably have known this also for a while. But as of yesterday, it was announced officially the AT&T WNBA All-Star Game 2021 returns to Las Vegas on July 14th. There's a new game format. There's a new voting format. The US, USA Basketball is involved. Like, there's a lot going on here. So let's let's give you the deets. Let's give you what we know. And uh, speaking of Michelob Ultra, this is going to take place on a Wednesday, July 14th at Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Now, the format is not going to be East versus West or anything like that. The format is going to be, it's the USA Basketball Women's National Team versus Team WNBA. And a lot of you know that I cover hockey. We saw this in hockey in the NWHL, where in the lead up to the 2018, I guess, Winter Olympics, the U.S. national team faced Team NWHL. And my favorite part about that when I was covering that was that you got to make an argument if there are some players that are not in the USA system, if maybe they deserve a look at the USA system. So I'm definitely going to be looking for that. However, the difference is that traditionally the WNBA All-Star Weekend is a fun weekend. It's a time where, uh, you know, one of the large centers, I'm thinking John Quell Jones, uh, as was one of the last ones, but they make their first all-star and they're going to dunk. We know we're going to get a dunk. BG's going to probably throw one down and maybe do a little booty pop while she up in the air. I mean, it's just fantastic. It's fun. It's silly. You've got Liz Cambage running point. So it's not necessarily a very competitive game because it's a break. I wonder if that's going to change because now you have USA Basketball getting ready for the Olympics in a year, in a year plus, in a cycle where they haven't had a lot of games and they haven't had a lot of competition outside of each other. I do think that there are some players that are not in the elite level or at the top of the list of the player pool that maybe have something to prove. So this might be a really good game, especially as they prepare for, I believe they're going to be playing Nigeria and Australia, USA basketball. So that's definitely something that I'm looking out for. Uh, Here's how things are going to shake out though. First, this is also going to be a 7 p.m. Eastern time game. It's going to be broadcast live on ESPN. There will also be an honoring of the 1996 U.S. Olympic women's basketball team with a special presentation, game highlighting, uh, the impact that they had on women's sports and the role it played in launching the WNBA. And I feel like this is coming full circle because the lead up to that 96 Olympics led up to essentially the 1997 launch of the WNBA. So we're again seeing USA basketball and the WNBA come together. It's a historic, obviously, um, landmark season. And we're starting to see more integration between the WNBA and and USA Basketball. And in my opinion, that relationship needs to be pretty solid as 
the WNBA as a league starts to build itself as a more autonomous unit, even under the NBA. But I think the WNBA is going to want some of that autonomy, the ability to make its own money, because I think the WNBA is also moving to having its players in season all year long and trying to get those salaries up so that they are, especially for some of the more seasoned veterans, so arguably five years and up, to get those players to stay in the United States. And one great way to do that is showcases like this. So that's something I've been really following since we had the last All-Star Weekend, which is in 2019. Some other things to note that there will be voting. There will be voting, and that starts today at 2 p.m. Eastern and concludes Sunday, June 27th at 11.59 p.m. Fans will be able to, I'm reading directly here, fans will be able to directly impact the on-court competition by voting up to 10 players, four backcourt players and six frontcourt players uh, of the WNBA's top stars. Uh, And then you can go to WNBA.com or at the app. All current players will be eligible for selection. And then they're also doing something called two-for-one days that will allow fans to have their votes count twice. And that's on Sunday, June 20th, and Sunday, June 27th, through, again, either the app or online. And all two-for-one days will be designated for midnight Eastern time through 11.59 p.m. the next day. Um, So the fan vote is going to be 50% of the vote, including two-for-one days which again is Sunday, June 20th and Sunday, June 27th. And then current players have 25% of the vote. There will be a national panel of sports writers and broadcasters that hold 25% of the vote. And we will get the rosters announced on Wednesday, June 30th. The top 36 vote getters, um, which will include at least nine backcourt players, 15 frontcourt players from that process, that are not members of USA Basketball 5-on-5 roster, oh, that's interesting, of the 5-on-5 roster, will then be given to the head coaches who will determine uh, 12 players who will play for Team WNBA All-Stars versus the Team USA. So top 36 vote-getters that are not on the 5v5 team, then the coaches will select from there. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So that's... The skinny folks, I am trying to understand what the um, media situation is because I actually have a good friend that is in Las Vegas and is doing a, she is a spoken word artist and is performing. And so I was already planning to be in Vegas for the back end of that time. Uh, So hoping between USA Basketball and the WNBA that your girl Erica will be there to cover it. But more on that coming up, as we know. Um, But right now, I want to talk about today on the road to the finals. And we're still in the NBA playoffs. And, of course, the coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra is getting a lot of love on the show today. And remember, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the game a little bit more this season with a nice ice cold Michelob Ultra. Some of the things that we're seeing, Phoenix, the Suns, of course, just uh, swept 
the Denver Nuggets, so that's exciting. There was a lot of spiciness also that we saw there. Um, So it's just, you know, it's a good time. So hope you're tuned in, and hopefully your team is still in it. Uh, But, you know, you never know. Speaking of spice, I promised we were going to talk about spiciness. Oh, man. So I I gave you player of the week. One of them, Skylar Diggins-Smith. She made this great move. Phoenix posted the move. Then John Quell Jones starts, uh, or excuse me, then Jasmine Jones of the New York Liberty starts going literally from outlet to outlet, Bleacher Report, um, I want to say ESPN, you know, those types of outlets who retweeted what the Phoenix Mercury tweeted saying essentially like, Oh, like, why don't you show highlights of Benajia Laney who's playing out of her mind? I think we can all agree to that. More love to Benajia. Why not? uh, Oh, but we still got the win though. That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Phoenix did, did not win that game, but (laughs) New York did not win that, uh, possession. And the greatest thing for me about the video is that you see Brittany Griner come into the shot and just do like a, Ooh, like uh she was like that that move was nasty then you had Skylar Diggins Smith come in and basically be like shut the f up um if you have a problem with the highlights why don't you start start talking to your team first why don't they highlight more than just one player okay but there's some truth serum up in that as well we talk a lot about coverage and Sabrina Ionescu does get a majority of the coverage and, you know, I, I, I'd have to sift through the New York Liberty account specifically, but it's not a f- – basically, what I get is that people are noticing, including players, that the narrative – and it's, you know, it's not a Sabrina thing, but Sabrina is one of the people that, regardless of what's happening <laughs> – is going to get a lot of coverage. She played 2.5 games yesterday, and if you remember last week, I talked about that of all the WNBA players, she had the most coverage last season. And then, so then Dee Dee Richards gets involved. It's just been a whole lot of spice. It's been a lot of spice. It has been a lot of spice. But what I, I want to end this conversation, and I'll leave a few links if you want to check it out. I want to end this conversation with something that actually a former New York Liberty player said, Amanda Zowie B. She, uh, and it's a nice long thread, but I'm going to summarize to the best of my ability. Zowie was basically like, listen, in our game, you make a good play. It deserves a highlight. At the end of the day, you win a basketball game. Yeah, you deserve to show some love and you can talk your stank if you win a game. Absolutely. What happens between players is going to happen between players, whether it's on the court, off the court, whatever. Zowie then said, though, that people who are not in the game weighing in and clapping back at other players just because they're super fans, that's where it becomes too much. And I agree with Zowie on this. I'm over here talking about it on a podcast. Is it spicy? Heck yes. Do we enjoy the spice and do we enjoy this type um, of stuff for the WNBA? Because we know that it's going to get eyes. Yes. But there is a line. 
And this is where women's sports, generally speaking, there are super fans that I love as someone who's done broadcasting, as someone who's a journalist. Uh, you know, you love the super fans. And this is also something Zowie says. When y'all ride for us, that's perfect. It's fantastic. We love to see it. But there's also a line. And you have to remember that these people are in battle, so to speak day in, day out, but that it's love, it's mutual respect, you let your frustrations out on the court, you let your frustrations out on social media, and then it is done. Um, but when other people weigh in, that's how you can accelerate a situation that essentially you don't know anything about. So I'm going to leave Zowie's tweet there for sure, because I think everyone should read it. Amanda Zowie B is on just some, you know, like sage level ascension, and I am here for it. Um, so definitely read Zowie's tweet, but auntie ain't quite as elevated at Zowie. I knew I said I was going to end it there, but there is also something that Jasmine said. She basically was like, shut the F up. Oh, well, those are fighting words. So a lot of people have been circling the Phoenix at New York series that's coming to Barclays in August. And you best believe your girl who is credentialed for Barclays will have all of the spice. Um, a few other things that happened, Dallas versus, uh, Las Vegas, Asia Wilson, I told you, absolutely stuffed Izzy Harrison. Then you had a situation where Jackie Young and Satu Sabali got into it. Now, Jackie was uh, definitely pulling Satu down, but then was it intentional or not? But Satu got her hands into Jackie's headband and her hair, and definitely, the reason that Jackie fell to the ground was a little bit more than just the momentum of Satu going down. It didn't look like her hair probably got pulled. That became a whole situation. Then you had a situation where in Minnesota, against, speaking of Zowie B, Minnesota versus Los Angeles, Fee was going at it with somebody and then Zowie came over and kind of, you know, brushed her aside. Yo, Fee, you can see her mouthing, don't effing push me. And I've never seen Fee get worked up like that. And then Zowie don't, you know, like she said, we're going to handle stuff on our own. And that's a part of the game. You defend your teammate, you defend your team. Zowie got into it. It's just, there's been a lot of dang spice. There's been a lot of dang spice. And you know what? I'm here for it. But I think Zowie's point, again, her sage level ascension is absolutely on point. Even as journalists, we are definitely going to talk about this. Like I'm talking about it now. To It would be wildly inappropriate for a journalist to... Um, go any further than hey this is what happened this is kind of the context this is the next time the teams go at it it's likely wildly inappropriate for us to go further than that oh you know so and so I'm not even gonna give you examples because again it would be wildly inappropriate um so yeah I just think we can enjoy a little spice Liz and I had a whole wobble tea situation and we'll see how this plays out um, because we do have a little bit more basketball before we get to this break. Um, but yeah, like, let's enjoy it for what it is, folks. Let the players handle it on their own. Um, next up on the show, though, we're going to get into something that Vicki Johnson said that has people clapping back at her and really questioning if she is the right coach 
for the job. That is coming up next on Locked On Women's Basketball. But right now, let's get you into betonline.ag, which, of course, is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. You can also get the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including, of course, the NBA, the NHL are also in playoffs, and even UFC and MMA. Did y'all see Clarissa Shields out there? Let's go, bang, bang. Before the next pitch, before the next, next puck drop, or whatever you call it in MMA, uh, Bet Online has you covered. So head to your mobile device or your laptop and check out all the greatest sporting news sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You can head to the website now and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And now we are at the point where I get to talk about my favorite family-owned business, rockauto.com. Chain stores have different prices price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but not at rockauto.com where the prices are the same for everybody. And of course, they are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. And let me tell you, that is a real story if you are out here in these post-COVID streets trying to plan travel. I traveled a little bit during COVID and now trying to book Anyway, I could go on for days about that. But you know what? I would not have that problem at rockauto.com because best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your car or your truck or whatever you're rocking. La gargacha, whatever you got. Write or type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. I, 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 I won't take anything away from three on three basketball, but it's very different. To, it's very difficult to go to three on three basketball in the middle of the season. Because that's just one-on-one type of basketball. It's three against three. You don't have anybody in the lane. You just have to beat your man off the dribble. You know, um, well, it's different in the WBA. You know, uh, right now we don't. She doesn't understand spacing. Uh, her jump shot is 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 not in rhythm. Um, she's in her head a little bit, and now she has to relearn um, our system, uh, how to play, and how to move. Uh, five on five versus um, three on three. Uh, so I think it's just an adjustment, but I think she'll be fine. She, I know she will be fine on Thursday. Uh, coming in with some practice time, have an opportunity to practice, uh, it's going to be great for her. So that was head coach Vicki Johnson, and she's coming under some fire for those comments. Again, the question, uh, I posted this from B. Terrell. I'll put the link in the description for you. Um, and Beatrell tweeted, Alicia Gray played only 9.46, 9 minutes, 46, what? 9 minutes, 46 seconds in today's game. This was, um, on Sunday. I spoke with Vicki Johnson about what went into that decision. Here's what she had to say. And then, of course, I played that for you. Um, 
so, you know, people are not happy with Vicky Johnson. I'll give you my take first because, um, you know, I've seen a lot of different opinions swarming around. The statement was likely a, um, a little bit more probably honest than you would normally hear a coach talk about a player and their minutes. Um, did I think it was inappropriate? Did I think she was throwing Alicia under the bus? She was asked a question about minutes. I think she gave an answer. Um, you know, I, I have also seen people rightfully criticizing why Alicia Gray's shooting performance is coming under question when, I mean, it's notorious that Arike Gumbawale, she's not the most efficient player in the world. She takes a lot of shots, doesn't always make a lot of shots. And so that proficiency and efficiency, excuse me, efficiency, because she's a proficient shooter when she's efficient. But anyway, um, you know, why has that not come into question? I know that people have also questioned how Bella Allery is being used and stuff like that. So I think this is a larger kind of discontent or questioning as far as what Vicki Johnson is doing as a coach, which of course is definitely up for argument. What I will also say is, and I'll link this in the description, I talked to Kelsey Plum about the transition from five on five to three on three because she still, to my knowledge, is in the five on five pool as well. I wrote about that for The Athletic. You can check that out. Um, and she talked about the adjustment. Now, Kelsey talked about the adjustment being different from a physical capacity, but you also heard Vicki Johnson talk about spacing. And that's another thing that Kelsey Plum and I talked about. Spacing is very different. And you have to learn how to re get reacclimated. Uh, so, uh, you know, other people don't like that. And Vicky kind of tried to preface this that maybe Vicky, is she blowing off a little steam? Because three on three is yet another thing now that coaches have had to adjust to. But then the argument is well, even on Gray's. Dallas team, Satu Sabali, is coming back from three on three with the German team and has made the adjustment or maybe hasn't. But I don't know. Has anyone asked about Satu? I don't know. You know, there's just a lot going on here. I think that there is something to there being an adjustment period. Is it more than just the adjustment period for Gray? I don't know. I really have to go back to the film and take a hard look at some of these Dallas games. But, you know, um, People are not happy with what Vicky is saying. I understand why people might not be happy, but I really don't think that this is anything that Vicky needs to apologize for. I am going to give Vicky the benefit of the doubt and say that these are conversations that she's having with Alicia Gray. And if, if the player knows where the coach stands and and the coach is asked a question about playing time. Did she reveal too many cards? If anything, maybe that's the critique for me. But that's that's what you, you ask the coach a question and they gave you an answer. And you know what? If the answer is spicy, even better, because now people are talking about it from a journalistic perspective. Um, we'll see how this plays out. Uh, you know, I, I think it's I think it's fair game. 
but I understand why people are wondering if there is more afoot. So essentially, folks, that is our show. We had a lot to talk about. And as promised, um, next episode, I'm going to get into a new show that I'm going to have on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm super excited about that. And uh, I'm letting you know now it's going to debut July 1. It will not be on the NBA Network, so it's a little bit different. And uh, hint, hint, wink, wink. If you know some of the other sports that I cover, you can maybe guess where I'm going. I don't know. Let me know. Follow me at elindsay 8 on social media. Again, welcome Krina to the team. Thank you, Gabe, for being along the ride with us. You'll get me next on Thursday. And then, of course, Howard Megdal will close us out for this week of Locked on Women's Basketball. But for now, thank you, as always, for listening. Welcome in our newest host. And hey, I hope some of you follow me over for my new show, which I'll get into a little bit more on Thursday's episode. But for now, this is Erica Lindsay Ayala signing out. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, the Nets are down one star. Can Kevin Durant carry them past the Bucks? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on Odyssey or wherever you get podcasts.